Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Howard Q. Hanging out with Double E, Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Player. Hey, it's your girl Shayna J with SJ Entertainment, here to fulfill all of your entertainment needs. And I'm with my girl Ina Esco with the Verbally Effective Podcast. Greetings. Welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I am your host, your Double E, Ina Esco. And today is very important because we are doing a live Verbally Effective podcast right here in the historic Cossett Library with my good friend who is a food scientist. She's an author. She's the CEO and founder of Umami Food Consulting, LLC. She's the creator of Food Science for Kids, a program consultant over there at Project Green Fork, a recent competitor on the Netflix series Snack vs. Chef, and I say she is an influencer here in the city of Memphis. I am talking about my good friend, Allie Manning. Welcome to the podcast, Allie. Thank you so much for that introduction. You're welcome. How are you today? I am doing so well, feeling so blessed. Yes. (laughs) And glad to be here with you today. Yes, I know you've been busy, uh, you know, it's downtown dining week, and I know that work goes hand in hand with what you're doing with Project Green Fork. How has this week been going? This week has been exciting. You know, it's been a windy day. The winds of change are here. Um, And there's a lot of excitement around around the food scene in Memphis. You know, Downtown Dining Week is a popular week, and we've got a really good lineup of chefs and some PGF. Project Green Fork chefs are also participating, like Dos Hermanos Kitchen is a part of the 901 Save the Food Challenge. We've got McEwen's, we've got Good Fortune Co. down on South Main, and a few others as well. So it's a lot of excitement surrounding food, like you stated. And Allie, I want to start the podcast. Uh, You know, when I said that you are a food scientist, for those who don't know, could you break down your role as a food scientist? Yes. So what we do as a food scientist is apply all of the chemical and biological studies to food, to study food. We study study the physiology of food, so understanding how the macro ingredients like carbohydrates and proteins that we're always familiar with, fats, apply and are functional in our bodies. Wow. Yeah, so we study food um, in so many different capacities from agriculture to microbiology, uh, product development like like myself, sustainability, and so much more. So this is what you studied in college? Yes. And what made you want to study this in college? You know what? I'll keep it simple. A professor said you'll always have a job because people have always got to eat. That's true. I mean, that's true. (laughs) That is very true. That's true because we're solving food problems every day. Um, Resources, 
insecurity and access. We're solving problems around creating new innovative products mm -hmm. um, because the consumer demand changes daily. You, you yes. know, you all want butter one day and then you don't. Okay. You know, so we food scientists have to really be innovative and uh, creative when it comes to development. Wow. So uh, some of the good work that you've been doing in this space has led you to being a program consultant with Project Green Fork. Could you let our audience know exactly what is Project Green Fork and why is it so important to Memphis? Yeah. So Project Green Fork is a program of Clean Memphis. And this is an environmental sustainable sustainability organization in Memphis. Project Green Fork was founded back in 2008, and we've been breathing new life back into the program post-pandemic. And so uh, we support restaurants getting on board with all things sustainable. Um, they have six steps toward certification. There's some challenges around that because of s supply chain or composting in the city you know that's a challenge and there's a misconception that we don't recycle and we do we do recycle here in Memphis and so if we can continue to bring awareness um, that will empower the community and um, change the narrative around food waste mm -hmm. and surplus food then uh, we can reach our goal of reducing food waste in yes. the city yes now I know that I want to say you're on part two of the food challenge so it started with what round of chefs in restaurants yeah so we've been taking the neighborhood geographic approach for the 901 save the food challenge and we kicked off this challenge as a pilot in crosstown valentine evergreen neighborhood and uh, we chose it because we lived near the, the neighborhood and we were able to build relationships with the restaurants in that area and We've got a few Project Green Fork restaurants there as well, like Cafe Eclectic, Echo and Tanaka, mm -hmm. um, Mem Pops is a Friends of the Challenge, and uh, wow. yeah, a couple others. So we had an opportunity to really work closely with restaurant owners and GMs. And so we had about eight restaurants that participated in the general waste assessment. And for 30 days, they carried out these strategies to reduce food waste. And so, yes, this is the second portion of that. And we're going to move this challenge um, throughout the city for the next year or two. Okay, so we're currently in the second phase, which are the downtown restaurants. But what did you learn about the project from the first round? Biggest lesson you learned? Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that's so interesting is restaurant owners, some will say, well, we don't waste a lot. We don't waste a lot of food <laughs> like we do at home. We don't, we don't waste a lot. But when you actually go through an entire day's worth of trash and you begin to sort it in categories, you begin to see that we waste a lot more lettuce <laughs> and bell peppers and herbs than we thought we did. Mm. You know, there we were able to find some immediate strategies for how, you know, folks who were creating bulk broths or bulk soups could begin to reduce uh, their food waste. And, you know, it was just really interesting to see. It was an interesting experience. We're still doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, food waste sorting is... Um, exactly what it sounds like food waste sorting it sounds <laughs> fun Allie <laughs> and as a food scientist I know you're very data driven so you know you have actual results that you can present to these restaurants 
what has been some of uh, their feedback after you present the data? You know, it, it's interesting because we're at this stage where we're still gathering information, we're still gathering testimonials, we're still gathering feedback, but we ultimately want them to achieve some type of cost savings by not having to take as many um, dumpster trips or pickups. Um, we want them to be able to, uh, I guess, accomplish some of these goals higher upstream than downstream. So that means purchasing properly, you know, and making sure that you're preparing your food accordingly as well. Yeah. yeah. And you know, they're probably in a routine. You know, we all have, we're creatures of habit, we have a routine that we do. And yeah. once you come in <laughs> <laughs> with the data and say, hey, why don't we try it this way? Yeah. It's probably kind of hard Sometimes. transition. Sometimes you do find folks who are resistant to change, which you know, we all are, but we really think that this is an overall goal that will lead us towards a bigger mission. You know, food waste leads to 8%, up to 8% of greenhouse gas emissions. And so it continues to affect our planet and our climate when we continue to throw food in the landfill. And so, um, you know, you do have those who are champions and that's why in every area we wanted a PGF partner champion that could help to, you know, provide resources or information around how they could continue on this challenge beyond the 30 days. Wow, so we are in phase two with the downtown restaurants and when will the challenge end here? Yeah, so the challenge will wrap up mid-November. It'll kind of piggyback up to our fall fundraiser, Reharvest Memphis, which happens to be at Bill Street Landing this year and it's all tied together. We have relationships with Memphis River Parks and you know, our public libraries and DMC and MMDC. So we wanted to make sure that we had a really fun event to celebrate our chefs. So we're gonna party mm -hmm. at this fundraiser. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna, you know, stress food sustainability. And I believe have some chefs that are, I, I can't remember the word that you said, but the type of food is going to be- Gleaned. Gleaned, gleaned. yes, yeah. gleaned, gleaned. Gleaning, so the chefs, five chefs that are participating in this event glean food from the Mid-South Food Bank and they're gleaning food from Cordelia's Market as well mm -hmm. and that might be food that's unpretty it might be food that's close to expiration it might be food that you know you never know so um, they're going next week to glean from the Mid-South Food Bank to make the dishes for the event and the dishes for the event will be donated to a last mile organization or a food rescue partner at the end of the night so that nothing goes into the landfill. So it's a zero waste event. It talks about our, it showcases our organization and it socializes green dining as well. Yes, I know there are gonna be, you know, the who's who of Memphis at this event to support this wonderful project that you guys are doing. And now that we are coming to a close for downtown, what's the next geographic location in Memphis? So we ended up getting some really positive feedback from the community, and they said Highland Row. Okay, Highland Row. Highland Row might be the next location, mm. and we're also in the in conversation with FedEx. So we'll oh. see. You know, if there is something that we could do at the top of the year. So yeah. more to come about the 901 Save the Food Challenge. Look, it'll definitely be top of year because we are coming amongst the holidays. Over it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> wow. Well, Allie, you are amazing. Other than being this amazing food scientist and, you know, program consultant with Project Green Fork, you have a lot of going on, right? If, if yes. someone were to look at your social media, mm -hmm. they'll know that you are very engaged in the community. Uh, you are a fashionista on top of that. Um, you know, just sticking with the theme of food before we get into your influencer life. Okay. You were recently a competitor <laughs> on the Netflix series Snack versus Chef. Mm -hmm. Tell us how all that came about and how did you enjoy your experience? on a network such as Netflix. Sometimes I still can't believe I did that. Really? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it just so happened via Instagram, you know? Mm, somebody slid the DM. Slid in the DM. <laughs> My husband's over there like, DM. Business DM, <laughs> husband. Uh, but a TV producer reached out via Instagram and they found me via hashtag. You know, that just shows you that the numbers, the likes, mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter. No, it does it really not. It does not matter. And so uh, they reached out about a new show. They didn't tell us the name, mm -hmm. but uh, they said it's, it would be a family-friendly, fun, competitive show. And I said, well, that sounds, that sounds okay. Were you they know? telling the truth in the beginning? They, they were. Okay. So we went through an entire process of interviews and psych evaluations and all this. Psych stuff. evaluations? Yeah. Why? They had to see if you were mentally well, stable. For like a reality yeah. type. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so that was our instance. But, you know, this was during the pandemic. It was kind of like 2021 mm -hmm. when we went off to film so there were some stipulations we still had to quarantine for 14 days and so when we started filming we didn't you know we kind of didn't know anyone it was kind of a it was just a lot of anticipation around it and so the premise of the show is that you make your classic snacks and then you innovative new snack or you innovate new snacks that could be in this vending machine mm -hmm. and so we made all of our classic snacks like pringles and kit kats and oreos and um we practiced and so <laughs> and so we would innovate our own snacks using this guideline that they had and yeah i mean it was absolutely <laughs> incredible i mean when my name dropped out out of the vending machine and we ran out into the floor that was the first time you know that was the absolute first time and so you know watch the show netflix yeah versus chef episode one through eight you'll see me there yes. um it, it's a, it was a fun opportunity for us to connect and meet new people incredible chefs we're all still friends we still group chat awesome um and um it, it was an opportunity for me to challenge myself beyond what I thought I could do. Yes. And so I created my own innovative snack. It didn't really work, but <laughs> there yeah. have been so many opportunities that have come beyond that. Yeah. You know, I've had consultations with people all over the globe. I have students reaching out to me all over the world, um, inspired by what I do. And so, yeah, I mean, it was incredible. You know, once you get your first Netflix show, they're already working. Uh, what can we do with Ali for the next Netflix show? Are you open? You think so? Yeah. Yes. I'm open. I'm open to. I'm open and ready to receive. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
that sounded like a great experience. And um, something else that you do pretty good. You're an author. I am. Can I play with my food? I want to know what inspired you to write this children's book. And um, I, I already know the answer, but I want you to share this with the verbally effective audience. Yeah, so my sister inspired me to write this book. Um, my sister Alexis has Down syndrome, and so um, in this book I wanted children, black and brown children with special needs to be represented um, as a picture book. And so it's a, it's a picture book, an early reader picture book that uh, showcases food and science. I mean, it's through the eyes of Nima and Lexi, and Lexi is my sister, Alexis. And in the book, you know, they're flying around the grocery store and they're learning about food. And, you know, I thought to myself, if I'm going to write any book, you know, I wanted to just represent what I love. And so I poured everything I knew in the simplest form in a little book in case I never became an author again. But I'm sure I'm going to be writing more books. I'm sure. This. <laughs> I'm sure. And so what's so funny about it is, honestly, you know, I, I would tell other folks, you know, in layman's terms, I'm a food scientist, I play with food for a living. So I thought the title would be befitting if I said, can you play with, can I play with my food? Mm -hmm. Because many times we tell little ones, you can't play with your food, don't do this, don't do that, don't, don't, but it's a part of their learning experience. And so when I teach my program, Food Science for Kids, right, I'm teaching them how to like they made butter today by hand, right? So I'm teaching them how to make their own things. I'm showing them the importance of food and that's what I wanted to share in this book as well. How do the kids respond when you come and do the programming? Are, are they all in, very engaged? They are very engaged and talkative. <laughs> very talkative. You know, I mean, this is fourth, fifth, and sixth oh, yeah. graders. Oh yeah. So they're excited, but they also can't be quiet. You know, you have mm -hmm. to say that a couple different times. <laughs> But, you know, I've always wanted to be that cool teacher that came in and, and left because, you know, I'm only there twice a week. <laughs> okay, twice a week. But you know what? I bet they look forward. Do they, they, do do. they call you Miss Manning? Miss Allie. Miss Allie. Allie. Yeah, they look forward to it every week. I told them I'm not going to be there next week. And they were like, oh, Miss Allie. Yes. But, you know, you know, they pull something away from it. And I tell them we're building a foundation. So if you don't know the basics to your food, then how can you get to cooking? We're not going to cook anything. We're not going to make anything explode until you understand yes. <laughs> the basics of food and why it's important. Wow. So what did your sister think about the book and you writing the book because of her? You know what? I know Lexi is proud. Lexi is nonverbal. Um, she has you know, the ability to be expressive yeah. <laughs> in her own way, but I still don't know if she truly understands the book and the mm -hmm. significance of it. Mm -hmm. But when I saw a picture of her holding it and reading it and experiencing it, that's all I needed. That's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. So, Allie, what does your support system look like? Because you are a very busy woman, and to have all these irons in a fire, um, it takes a strong backbone and support. What does your support system look like? You know, I do have an incredible husband. Yes. Yes, you do. Incredible mother, father, family, friends. And I've been leaning into those friendships that are nurturing, those relationships that are nurturing, and mentorship that 
can guide me through this stage of my life, you know. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Yes. And you're going to need that foundation because you are getting ready to go to Austin next March <laughs> for South by Southwest. Tell us about, um, you know, the, the track that you'll be on and, you know, the subject yeah. matter. So we'll be on the food track and we'll be talking about... Um, Food in the Black Community. It's entitled Yet We Rise, and it'll be a really interesting opportunity for us to present our work in food sustainability and upcycling. Um, we have a couple people on the panel that are really going to be dropping some gems. So like yourself, <laughs> <laughs> like myself. Yes. And, um, I'm looking forward to South by Southwest. Yes, so exciting. So, Ali, what do you ultimately want to do as a food scientist? I know, I know you're doing so much great work right now, but ultimately, what do you want to do in this field? You know, I would love for every kid to experience food science for kids mm -hmm. food science for kids is one of those programs like we had back in high school you know like home economics mm -hmm. but is centered around food there's always an activity and to see students who have never tried things like plums before try a plum or can't quite understand where milk comes from, but is able to, or butter comes from, but is able to milk make butter in mm -hmm. class. It's like it's 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 invigorating for me because they're having these aha moments about things that we sometimes don't appreciate mm -hmm. that we have access to. Yes. So pushing food science for kids. Yeah, I want. Yes. I'm building curriculum and. Maybe there'll be a show or... I don't know. I'm okay. Yes, it will be a show. <laughs> it's coming. I received it. You just manifested it. Yes. It's happening. So let's talk about, you know, your fashions. Because <laughs> your fashions are always on point. You're very authentic in your style. If you could describe Allie Manning's style, what would you say? That's a fun question. That is a fun question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was working in my corporate role, I was a shell of myself. Mm. I looked crusty and dusty. Not crusty and, and dusty. I don't even believe it. I did. I did. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is he vouching? He's yes, like, he's vouching. Okay. But, you know, when you go through this point in your life where you're burnt out and you feel like, you know, you've reached a ceiling and you're unhappy, you're like, what do I do? And you don't realize that it reflects out outwardly. But I took some time to reflect inwardly. I took some time to redefine my, si my style after being told I couldn't wear purple to work. So I bought a purple suit. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's just it's a constant act of rebellion when I show up with a big fro and bright colors because I'm going against what we have been told and what people see. It's not normal, you know? Some people don't appreciate this, you know, dark skin. Okay. So, you know, I try to make sure that I challenge the status quo of what society feels is beautiful. And I, I just feel like it, my style reflects how I feel. I have pieces that really tap into my feminine side and my masculine side and, mm -hmm. you know, my girly side and my athletic side. And so sometimes you get a chance to blend that. And I found a, a nice 
found a nice lane. You have found a wonderful <laughs> lane. And I know everyone that follows you on social media are very tapped in. What is Allie wearing? <laughs> yes, like we love your fits, we love your style. And um, you are influencing so many people out here. And like you said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, the likes, the numbers, that really does not matter because they are tapped in and yes. tuned in. Yes, yes, <laughs> there are always people watching. Yes. Yeah. Has anyone ever asked you to style them mm -hmm. all the time? Because <laughs> I kind of want a purple suit around here. You I got you, me. I got you. I'm a stylist <laughs> on the side. Oh. Hit me up. I will hit you up. Listen. I will definitely hit you up. So, you know, your role as an influencer and fashionista has me wanting to do a few spitfire questions. Oh, Allie Manning, are you ready? And I need those responses right quick and in a hurry, okay? Okay. All right, let's kick it off. Morning or night person? Morning. Oh, why? Oh, that's when everything's quieter and it's beautiful outside. Okay, okay. Favorite comfort food? Collard greens. Collard greens. Oh, she went southern on y'all. Last song you listened to? I'm all the way up. All the way up. Okay. If you could have dinner with any historical figure, who would it be and why? Any historical figure? Dead or alive? Dead or alive? I still want to talk to Barack Obama. I do. Okay. I do. I do. Okay. Why Barack? Legendary. Mm -hmm. Knowledgeable, wise, and handsome. Very handsome. Very handsome. Coffee or tea? Tea. Tea. Okay. Beach or the mountains? Oh, beach, please. Give me beach. Give me water. <laughs> First concert you ever attended? Jill Scott, Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, you remember? What year was that? About. <laughs> circa about. Way back when. How was it? It was beautiful. She, she, her voice is like butter. It is. It is. Lovely Jill. Jilly from Philly. One book that you could recommend to everyone? Um, I would say The Year of Yes. The Year of Yes. Yeah. Shonda Rhimes. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was a great book. Favorite movie quote? I feel like you have one. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was too hard. That was too okay, hard. that's okay. That's okay. Um, what is the last TV show you binge watched? Oh my goodness. Um, Probably on Netflix. It, you know what? We've been watching Life on Our Planet. Mm -hmm. Definitely check out Life on Our Planet on Netflix. We've been watch, binge watching. That's with the animals, right? It is. I, 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 I think I started it. I haven't finished it, but I definitely started it. What is the most used emoji? A wink. A wink? <laughs> Are you winking out here? You hear that? <laughs> What's the favorite app on your phone right now? Um, my favorite app is TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why TikTok? TikTok has a lot of interesting information, mm -hmm. sounds. I mean, the energy over there is a lot better than I the other apps. I love TikTok. Yeah. Do you ever go down rabbit holes on there? I do. All the time. I'm trying to cut back on my screen time. Oh, because my eyes, honey, my <laughs> eyes. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? 
Self-love is the best love. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, Allie, I really appreciate you coming to the Live Verbally Effective Podcast here at Constant Library. I would love for you to leave the audience with some final words about, you know, the things that you do to impact the community of Memphis and how everyone can continue to follow your journey going forward. Yeah, so, you know, when it comes to the issue of food sustainability, it's it starts with us. It starts with us in our homes. It starts with us in our schools and holding ourselves accountable. If you've got that box of lettuce in the fridge, think about how you can reinvent it a couple times. Or if you've got those clothes in the closet that no longer fit, go ahead and get rid of them. I think that there's an opportunity for us to really take an initiative and reduce the amount of waste that we are outputting. Um, I think that um, when it comes to my work, just remember that it's behaviors that we're trying to change. Mm -hmm. Even with students that are learning from me, I have to understand that I might need to see them a couple times before they understand what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. But it's important, you know, food is important and essential to us. Um, and if you want to check me out, I am on Instagram at Allie Manning underscore Carpe Diem. I live by Carpe Diem, seize the day. And you can always keep up with me via my website, Allie-Manning or UmamiFCC.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Allie Manning, food scientist, author, CEO, and founder of Umami Food Consulting. Uh, she is a program consultant with Project Green Fork which you tapped into tonight. Uh, a recent competitor on Netflix. I know she's gonna get another Netflix show very soon. And an influencer, fashionista. You are truly an inspiration, Allie Manning. And I look forward to you being my stylist soon. Okay. And working with you on future projects and you know, just really making an impact here in the community of Memphis and beyond. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much.